Hey everyone, this is John from the future. You're going to notice that the date's off on this one because I intended to um, release this on Monday. The issue is, is I worked really hard to try to get the echo out of the episode, but unfortunately I couldn't. So with my long-standing rule that I don't edit episodes more than adding the sound and this message, of course, uh, because I like to keep things raw and make sure that nothing there's, there's integrity and everything. So with that, if you want to see what the future of education looks like, it's not only just in schools, but in trades. Uh, this is a really great episode with a really great message. So I encourage you to just give it a moment and a listen. Thank you. Technology is important to our school kids. In my town, I'm an MSP, and it's important for me to make sure that the kids' of the school district is working well. I tell that to the IT director all the time. Today, I'm excited to sit down and chat with a good friend of mine who works in education. It's Monday, September 5th, and this is The Brew House. I'm going to go out on a limb and just kind of wing this episode. Normally, I write this stuff down, but, you know, I, I, I want to see where this one goes. And, you know, it may go down in flames. But... Uh, we're going we're gonna to talk about a lot of stuff that potentially I'm not going to understand at all. I'm sitting here with Tori Proctor, and uh, I know you work in education, and I know you used to teach my kids. What's up with you now? Uh, yeah, so um, I used to teach elementary STEM, and I had John's kids for many years, and I did that for five years, and uh, the pandemic hit, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, I, I really prided myself on you know, doing hands-on projects. Um, I moved further and further away from screen projects, and um, and I really didn't want to not do that. And uh, I also knew about um, Prairie Lakes Area Education Agency. Um, I knew that they had a position from years ago, I think more more than a decade ago, where someone traveled and shared their love for technology and assisted schools with technology. So I thought, you know, perfect time where my current job, I can't really do what I love to do. And, uh, and I was always curious to be able to travel. How cool would that be? And meet lots of different people and learn from lots of different people. So I jumped at the opportunity and then I, I switched over and now I work for Prairie Lakes. And um, in my role, I do a lot of things. Um, I'm wearing lots of hats right now, but uh, I support computer science. Um, I support STEM and also um, Future Ready, which is making sure you know kids have lots of opportunities to explore different careers and also get ready for those careers before they leave high school. And that's, that's the easiest way to say what I do. I mean, I, I can come into a classroom and teach. Um, I can be at the system, systems level where I'm making decisions for all the schools in our area or for our, all the schools um, in the state. I'm on the statewide computer science team, the statewide tech integration team, this, and right now I'm at the statewide media directors team. So it's a little rundown. Sure. So what exactly is like the Prairie Lakes AEA yeah. agency? Like, I don't even know what that means. I did it backwards. So, um, <laughs> so um, the state of Iowa has nine regions and Prairie Lake is one of those nine regions. And in each region they have um, like a different organization. Um, they all have different names, but they do the same. They're all area education agencies. Ours is Prairie Lakes, you know, it runs south of Des Moines, I'm not, not south of Des Moines, south of Fort Dodge, like all the way up to Lake Park, all the way over to Eagle Grove and, and um, uh, Storm Lake. It's, it's a huge, it's you know, one ninth the, the land area of Iowa. 
and I have 49 school districts that I help with. Um, I'm agency wide. Uh, a lot of the res the things that the Prairie Lakes does for schools, you know, it might be counselors. They have counselors that go out to schools and help kids. They have audiologists. You know, those things that like a school wouldn't typically hire sure. that for, and they're expensive. They can be shared. Um, and we have specialists for, um, you know, literacy and math and science. And they, um, they make sure that, you know, if a school needs help, um, they come in and help them okay. in a multitude of different ways. So I think there's about 250 people working for Prairie Lakes. So, so the, Prairie, the Prairie Lakes Agency is some type of state-funded educational assistance. Yes. Is that, that, that's the way you describe yep. it? Okay, that's cool. So tell me a little bit more in depth about, I mean, like I've known you for, for quite a few years. I, I was trying to remember today um, when I was sitting down thinking about what we we're going to talk about. We met at a tech brew. It was a deal in town where we would all get together and, and have a beer and, and chat about tech and you know, we got together and we're like, hey, we could build this this thing where we actually start to teach outside of the school. So we created this um, nonprofit called Techno, which has been not in session for roughly two years. I know you've been still doing some things with it when you, when, when you can or when there's questions. So um, your, you know, from, from my experience, kind of your thing, you kind of started in art and then, and then you went to teach STEM, which is science technology engineering math and it's different now right it's, it's called something different now it's steam or it, it's still called stem it's still called you STEM. can call it steam too okay and the a stands for arts yeah okay all right uh so tell me like a little more like when you go into a school district what happens well it's it's all about getting like the foot in the door um like right now um one of my teammates a few years back, this is something, the story that how I get my foot in the door. This is where we're going to end up at. Um, he found up in Canada a company called Career Labs VR that does, um, creates VR modules for various careers. And I mean, um, I mean HVAC, plumbing, uh, residential electrician, and so on. They have about 20 di different, 23 different career modules. And um, at my, part of, our, of being at Prairie Lakes is that you can Part of our mission statement is we can innovate and accelerate learning, and that would definitely fall under innovation, is bringing a positive, productive use of VR into the classroom. Um, we checked it out. It was like a year-long, year of discussion before we even got it. But we got it in January, and now I'm new to the agency. I've only been there for three years, and you know, three years during the pandemic days, and not very many people know who I am. So it's a great offering to say, hey, I'll come in and facilitate this experience to your students where they have an opportunity to try out one of these careers for 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And I can serve about 35 kids in a day. So, you know, it doesn't cost the school anything to have me. Um, they don't have to hire a sub mm -hmm. to send their teacher to, a, you know, a, a training location. So it's, it's basically, it's easy. All they have to do is find the date and find me a location where I, enough room and space where I can do this. Sure. So like those opportunities, I get to come into the school and I'm visible and I introduce myself. Usually it's a careers teacher. Mm -hmm. They have like career classes now, which is new to me, just for like um, elementary, or not elementary kids, uh, middle school. Mm -hmm. And um, they have career classes for the high school um, and they have um, guidance counselors and career and technical education teachers, like your shop teachers are the ones typically calling me in. And those are the people that I, that I work with, um, with my job. 
So I get to find out who they are and find out what they're doing. And then, you know, if there's anything I see that, that is just like, this is the gold standard, um, you should try this out. I can suggest it. I can't tell people what to do. Sure. And, um, you know, I'll even offer to come in and teach soldering or um, one of the other things I do, and this is just something I made up on my own, is, hey, um, are you doing this? Like, for example, Tinkercad, but at the elementary level. Um, no, and, and like, would you be interested? And I tell them why, and I show them how many lessons you can get and how many different grades you can teach it with and how you can collaborate. It's, it's CAD, but it's web-based and it's, it's creative, and um, there's um, lessons for it too. But they just the, like I said before, the way that the, the best is but the way that it's working out the best is, hey, I'll come in and teach this for you. And like, could you imagine like when I, I mean, when I was a teacher, no one came in to offer to teach my class. <laughs> like, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And um, and so the teacher is there, obviously, because why would I do it just you know <laughs> to go give them a coffee break? But they get to see, they get to learn while I'm teaching it for 45, 50 minutes. And then they get to see student buy-in, mm -hmm. and they see how I kind of manage in it, manage it. And then I give them the essentials, and I do that on purpose because you don't want to go through every single thing with whatever you teach them. You still want them to be some kind of magic to, to you know, discoveries to find on their own. Sure. And so, having do that, like the cat's out of the bag. The kids actually have the tool in their hands, mm -hmm. and they're going to want to use it because they feel empowered that they can do it because I showed them the essentials and, and what have you. And so, um, and then that, I think that's been helping me get known is, mm -hmm. is coming into the classroom. That's, that's what I love to do. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you and I used to travel around to kind of um, talk about techno to people and we would do soldering uh, for the kids, you know, what are those fairs or whatever, the science fairs or whatever you call them. And I think we were maybe like a 100% success rate. All yeah. the kids' badges walked out blinking. You know, no matter what the badge was, the kids were soldering, and it was fun to see. I'm, pr I'm proud about that. Like, oh, even if some didn't work, we, we troubleshooted and got it working for them or had a spare. Yep. Before they left, they had, they had something to show for. Yeah, they, and, 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 you know, I'm not a teacher, but uh, it, was, it was fun to see, just like with your kids, you know, it's fun to see the, the, all of a sudden they have this power. Like they can create, I think you used to, and my kids would tell me, you would, you would describe coding as a superpower. And you know, I've coded for years and, I've, and I never really thought of it until you remember back to like the first time you, you make something and all of a sudden it's just, I made that. And, it, and it like I, I took a blank screen and I made that, and it is a superpower. It's a it's a rush. Yeah, it's it's I mean, there's, there's a dopamine it's, rush or something. If it's woodworking or yeah. technology or whatever it is, absolutely. And that's what got me to go back, you know, from art. We mentioned art. Yeah, I was an art teacher for ten years, and then I felt stupid, like, in, in that I don't know how to edit photos, <laughs> and um, I didn't want to get a master's in studio art because I've been doing art all my life, and so I went and got a master's in um, it's it's wordy educational technology and um, media design. And um, what I found through that program was, um, oh my gosh, um, I fell in love with learning. And so like if you, and then I discovered at Spirit Lake, the school that I was teaching at, is if I learn it, they'll let me teach it, which was another rush. Mm -hmm. And so like, I don't know, it's like eight years ago, I was teaching 3D printing classes and I was teaching animation classes using Blender. And I just kept going and going, GIMP, you know, photo mm -hmm. editing software. and. And then I was slotted to teach Inkscape the next fall, but I, I ended up switching careers because um, 
I uh, met my wife and she moved, her house was better. It was the upgrade. <laughs> and so um, moved to Spencer, but then I commuted north. And then I saw a STEM opening here in Spencer. That's where I currently live. And that's where I met John. Um, and it was like part-time, wasn't even a full-time position. Part, if you can imagine like a teaching position, it's part-time art and like, or part-time STEM, point one art so it was like 60 percent of a job and um i'm like i don't have nothing to lose i look forward to coming back to spirit lake but um let's go for it and i went and did like a bunch of screen capture or uh, screen recordings off of youtube videos of all this cool stuff happening in stem and then i went in and did the video or not the video um the the interview for the job and I showed him the short little clip of like hey I don't know any of this stuff like robotics and, and, <laughs> and coding but here's what I'm seeing out there and my track record shows that like I'm, 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 I can learn new things and teach your kids new things so they hired me full-time and um, it's basically an art hustle because you can make art with robots yeah sure. you can make art with um, you know coding what sure. have you uh, I'm gonna circle back to something we you were talking about a little bit ago with the um, the Canadian company that did the VR yeah. and um, I mean I think I've seen this before and and you know obviously in this day and age Votec is huge right yes. so going to two-year learning for pipe or journeyman or whatever and so it's, it's so tell me a little more about how this works are you wearing goggles are you wearing yeah. you're holding gloves what like, so, how do you wire a house or plumb a house when you're not actually doing it this this is awesome because he, um, I'll describe to you the whole process of like facilitation and what a student typically goes does, and um, and and how it does have it does have its pluses. Um, if you think of like learning about a career, reading a book, or watching a YouTube video, mm -hmm. and I know we can't take all students out to the job site. At least and that's that's an excuse to say that. Sure. But there is some safety, you know, things. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you don't want students to get hurt. So this is like better than those three. Not better than actual on the job site um, work, but but I'll get into that some more. So, um, so with this company, we got a subscription and it's for a year long and you can only run it on three machines. So we went with like three high performance laptops because to use the app, um, you need to have like this special downloader. And so that's why we have these laptops tethered to the, to the um, MetaQuest or formerly Facebook, the Oculus Quest 2 headsets. You don't have to tether them. I mean, we figured now the AirLink is so good, you can be wireless. Really? But we use that processing power to run the apps. It, it's basically the high-performance computers are there to unlock a library that you typically don't have access to just using the standalone um, MetaQuest 2 headset. And um, what I do is I come in, and I have space for you know three of these laptops, and I have three kids go at once, but I talk to the group ahead of time. Sure. And I don't have any other students waiting in line because with middle school and high school students, you don't want any of those kids idle. That's, that's like that's just like classroom management 101. Um, and uh, so I set the stage. Like, you know, I say, hey, here's here's what we're doing today. You're going to try out a, a new career, and if I don't push kids, they'll all do welding because okay. that's what they typically know how to do in these rural schools. Huh, okay. Which I which is like, and I, and I fight for it because I fight for them not to do it because. Sure. I'm like, you're having a better experience learning welding 
and you're learning more from your teacher. I want you to, like, do you even know what HVAC is? Right. Like, you know, so I do push. I have to bully a couple kids into, like, trying something new. I don't think he's putting um, their heads in the toilet or anything. No, 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 no. Um, and then I tell him, you know, this is a 20-minute experience. Um, your job, and now here's where it gets serious, and I, and I set the stage. Your job is to pay close attention because when you go inside VR, your boss is going to call you on a smartwatch. Mm -hmm. And you, have, you look at your wrist like you normally would read a watch, mm -hmm. and you have your hand above it to answer the call. Your boss will say, hey, welcome to your first day on the job as a plumber, whatever it is. Here's what you need to get started. So from that point on, pay close attention to what your boss says, which is a life skill, right? Mm -hmm. Of course. And then you might have to read some blueprints. You might have to read part of a manual. Mm -hmm. And um, you'll put on protective equipment at times, PPE, your personal protective oh, yeah, equipment. Yeah, yeah. You will measure, you will cut, you will drill. Um, you even do hand signals sometimes to the crane operators. It is awesome. And, and typically it's the most common task to whatever career that that kid is trying out. So you're getting a good, like, not just watching someone do it, you are doing it, which sure. is way different than a book or a video. And you're, and you're doing it safely. So um, the pipe fitter is the one I typically start with just because it's just a beautiful experience. I like, I like how it runs and all the things you do. Um, they're asked to grab a blueprint and from there they have to measure. They have to grab a piece of chalk with one hand and a, and a tape measure with your other hand. Mm -hmm. And they have to hook the tape measure on the edge of the pipe, just like in real life. Okay. And then once they get past that, they realize, because this is, this is like watching toddlers like crawl or learn how to roll over or grasp for the first time. I, I don't tell kids that or teachers right, that because right. I don't want to insult them. But and then they, after that um, simple task, they realize like, okay, this is just like real life. Mm -hmm. And then they, they know how to move around quicker and they're more sure of themselves. But they have to measure at 45 centimeters, do a little chalk line tick mark. Mm -hmm. They have to go grab tape and wrap the pipe, which is on bearings. So they grab the pipe with one hand and rotate this giant pipe and then on the other hand, they're taping it all the, way, all the way around the diameter of this pipe, right? And then they have to go put on protective equipment and flip down their face, face shield. And it fits right on their head, right where you think you would put it, is this head, this head gear goes right on. And then they go in and they grab a grinder and they start cutting. And they have to go all the way around this. And um, I mean, it's, it's awesome. And that's just a small part of the experience. But all this time while they're doing that, um, they're not looking at their phone. Mm -hmm. They're not distracted by anything. Right. Even in the room, um, I, I'm like the, the bouncer. If kids come in, <laughs> hey, what, they see their buddy and they want to come chumming up and I shoo them away. Right. Because you cannot do two things at once. It just doesn't work. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then also like, you know, hey, you look silly. Like you should see yourself. And kids will want to break out their phone and shoot their buddy without mm -hmm. their permission with video cameras. So I eliminate like all that nonsense. And then I also tell the people, like, before they go in, um, that if you're not sure what, if you forgot what the current task is, you can call your boss back. So you have your hand over the watch, okay. and your boss will remind you what the current task is. And if you still don't understand, call me over, and I'll help you. So part of my facilitation is making sure they're, they're safe, mm -hmm. um, you know, physically and emotionally. Right, sure. You know, yeah, like, yeah. no, and also... Um, to have them have success in that career. Mm -hmm. So if they get stuck, because I've done them all, which was like many days of too much VR for me, um, I can kind of troubleshoot them a little sure. and help them. You know, like, where's the blue flange? Oh, it's right, right over there. But um, kind of to finish up on this, this pipe fitter part here, um, 
they do get tilt, they added flanges to the pipe. Um, they're basically handheld. Here's how you do it. And then they want you to repeat in all these career modules, um, they want you to repeat the process that they showed you, which is like a real life. Mm -hmm. They hold your hand and then they walk away and say, sure. it's now it's, it's the first day. Yeah, now yeah. it's your turn and they'll have you repeat it either once or twice, mm -hmm. which is like, wow. You can't get this, this experience is phenomenal. And no, no one else in the state of Iowa was doing it before we, we came along. And now, now everyone's starting to like I say, does, catch do on. The other, do the other agencies pick up kind of where yeah. you leave off for stuff like this? Um, the other agencies, um, yeah, I'll definitely get into that in a moment. Well, I want to ask you something ahead. else about the, about the pipe fitting and the, and the VR stuff. Yeah. So what, what is, the, is the kid wearing? So they're wearing the goggles. Yeah, and they had the two hand controllers. So there's hand controllers? Okay. Yep, and, um, and that's it. And so it, how, do, how do they, so when they go, say, pick up the tape measure? They they turn they move their hands towards the they head can take, they actually can take take um you know the space that a half arm is probably like ten feet you know squared whatever sure. and they don't even use all that sure but um I give a little extra buffer space in there there's a digital fence that you set up with the okay. the headset so they, they are they are warned if they get too close to the edge and they actually walk them yeah they take maybe two or three steps really which is which is really nice and then part of it you know they'll be doing um. Gosh, if you're the, the commercial, um, you're doing HVAC, they have you like kneel down. Like I've seen kids sit on the ground or lay on the ground really? because they're accessing panels. That's pretty cool. Um, they're down there doing doing work, you know. The only way they can get to it is laying down on the ground. Sure. So you'll see them lay on the ground um, doing work. Well, I trash the Metaverse a lot. Yes, my, you do. On my podcast. <laughs> and, uh, but this seems like a valuable use of, of the, you know, a way to get hands-on experience without, like you said, without going hands-on. That's that's really cool. And I, I see value there because it may be a job that they would have never thought of before. And um, so I think it builds self-esteem too. Like, oh, I can do that. You know, after after myself doing the pipe fitter, I'm like, oh, I kind of, I typically know what's going on here. I can, so I can go work. You're a plumber now? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the plumber experience one is, is um, something Oh, so there's else. a difference. So the pipe, I, I don't know all this stuff, but there's a pipe fitter, and I've seen like... And when I go similar to, careers, right? Yeah. When I go to big cities, there's like the pipe fitters union 101 or whatever, you know, yeah. and the plumbers are different than that. I didn't know that, so... <laughs> well, I think they intersect quite a bit. Sure, sure. Um, but, but going back to the pipe fitter experience, and this is still all in 20 minutes, have you? You've you're, um, you got to do ratchet straps which some kids have probably never done before, sure, right, and you yeah. gotta lock them up in place. Yep. Um, you gotta go grab a walkie-talkie and click, and you know, communicate. You're not actually talking, but you have to hit the button. Right. You got impact drills, where you're, you're just tightening down the bolts. Is there any um, feedback? You're doing hand signals. On the controllers or anything? Um, yeah, there's a little bit of feedback. Okay, that's cool. And then, to, because I'm a teacher, like, the first thing I thought when I grabbed that grinder, when I first did it, is like, oh, they, can they do graffiti? Like, can they grind? Hit the walls and yeah. stuff? No, they go like, whoa, not there, buddy. And you're sparking up the pipe in the wrong spot. So you can't, I mean, like, I've vetted these things. So, like, and I do that with, with all the things I play with for tech. Um, yeah, I want to be, I want to know more than the kids so they can. Yeah. You call it vetting. Yeah. I call it messing around, messing but whatever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's the... What, what would give this more power, though, is if you if I came into a school and then uh, like a local professional came with me oh, yeah. and then he told you, you know, For what sure. really goes down yeah. and he tells you the ins and outs of the job. And, you know, I, I mentioned this to a plumber that came out to my house and he was like, oh, yeah, you, you know, um, 
a lot of us make over a hundred thousand a year. Yeah, right. That's going to make a kid's ears perk up. Right? Oh, for sure. And um, there's a lot of us close to retirement. You know, it's another thing he said. And uh, you know, I think that would bring it to the next level. And and I mention that to schools when I come to visit. You know, but I don't I don't how, hold how, them to it. How is that? How is it? so? You know, obviously, I went to school. You went to school. Yeah. And, and higher education was always the point. How do the how do the schools kind of react when you say? Well, you know, you could do this plus a two-year degree, or you can go work for somebody, be a journeyman, and then a master, start your own business, or work for somebody. It doesn't matter. Like, do the schools react well to that? Like, they well, it's 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 different now. Um, the well, the governor, our state's our state's governor, is yep. really pushing. We need it. We have all these jobs that need to be filled. So this is like definitely fulfilling. You know. Um, helping out the state in that sure. way is it, well just exposing students mm-hmm. um it's it's a combination now they want they want students to have a plan and they want even students to have some experience mm-hmm. they actually by it's state law that they they go into this whole planning where they start tracking them in middle school okay all the way up to high school and they have to like journal and they have to do certain things every year you know you're supposed to research so many different careers and at when you get up to the higher high school level you should be out on the field with someone. You should be talking to a professional. So that's that's how big it's changed. And it's not you know college. It's um, yeah college too, but mm-hmm. um, it's career focused. So if your career requires a degree, right, that works. If I've your always, career doesn't require yeah. a degree, that works too. Yeah, they just they don't want people not to have jobs when they leave high school. Sure, or, well, you especially know, have something that they love to do. Something that they love to do. They get, and they and get paid. Something that pays well. Yeah. I mean, we, we know a lot of these, like, Votech-type jobs pay well. Welding pays well. Yeah. Like, you're, you might, you, maybe not the first year you go out of school, but after, if you're a good welder, I mean, you, like you said, six figures is not out of the question. So, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting, and, and it's, it's neat to see the schools kind of turn around. I, I graduated a year early, and um, one of the things that I, they, they told me I had to do was I had to attend a college in order for me to get to graduate a year early. Wow. So it's actually really fun to see. And I'm not saying college is bad. Of course, like, if you're going to be a doctor or a teacher or something like that, it's probably really important that you go to college and you learn the skill set. The student teach to learn how to control a classroom of kids. Oh, no, I have no idea how to do that. that I just, was, I I just learn, walk out. I didn't, I didn't learn that in college. Like, <laughs> you learn that on the job site. Sure, okay. But, but yeah, so I, I think it's neat to see the, the progression of, you know, career focused. I think that that's really cool. So, yeah. Um, so let's talk more about the, 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 the metaverse or oh, man. So I'm, I'm, I'm in agreement with you. I'm not interested. I think you're and correct me if I'm wrong. You're an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I already know that, but your, <laughs> your lens is that like, how, how can I make money from this? And, um, and I, I do agree with you. I think it's dumb buying digital land. Um, you know, like it just, I don't have much to say on it, but I do see like educational value in, in the apps that I've been seeing, like going out and finding. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't have much to say about, <laughs> I don't hate it. I'm not like a hater or have you, I'm mad about the metaverse. Is, is it actually, it just sounds like Minecraft, an open world where you can play, but I know, yeah. Is it actually something you can use now? Is it like in beta? I have no idea. I've only ever read articles on it, so I have no clue. I think I think um, I think they just want more people to develop more apps, and then maybe they'll make a big world where we all can. But I'm just not I'm just not interested in that. The last thing I saw was Mark Zuckerberg's big googly eyes. <laughs> 
Uh, so tell me more about the Prairie Lakes Agency around the state, you know, that kind of stuff. I'm, I'm interested in that, and I think people out there listening are interested in that because anybody who listens to my podcast from Iowa – you know, has heard of you guys and all of that. I mean, just tell me more. Whatever your interest, whatever you know, you want to talk about there. Well, I definitely want to go back to VR. <laughs> well, let's go back um, to VR. Let's, okay, let's do that. Yeah, because um, you know, I'm relatively new to the the area education agency, and I can tell you kind of the it's the vanilla of what I know. Okay. But um, the the VR part. You yeah, know, let's let's do that. Let's focus on the tech. I'd rather do that anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um, so going back, just real, just to wrap up the career one, the career VR. Um, the Career Labs VR is um, just like funny one. I just mentioned the plumber is um, you do work with some metal and some plastic pipes and you work with some um, some advanced technology too. Um, but the funny part is when you, it's just like you would imagine it. You've got a toilet problem and you've got towels dammed up on the floor. <laughs> I mean, it's gross, right? You come in there and, and that's real life. You got yeah, towels damming the place is. up. And the first thing, your first task before you get into the like tech, um, technical aspects of plumbing is you grab a cup and you're scooping shit out of the toilet into a bucket, right? <laughs> and all these kids drop the cup in, in the bucket. I don't know why. They think because they scoop one load, it's done. And then they release their controller hand and they drop the cup in the bucket. Um, I had some other funny stories too. I had um, a gal running heavy equipment, you know, kind of like a caterpillar or something mm-hmm. like that. And um, she started it. She went and grabbed the keys and then dropped them in the cab. And then I don't. We don't know where they went. They they're like disappeared. And that's real life. Like oh, oh yeah, we're done for the day. Yeah, you yeah. You know, of course I can in VR I can reboot them and and and, and go again. <laughs> and then um, one last just goofy story um, is I had a gal, high school gal. Um, she was doing, oh, it was like a mining engineer. It was a really interesting career where they go and it, it takes over the course of years, even though it's a 20 minute experience, they kind of like speed it up. Okay. You know, where they would take, they take a drone and they survey the area and then they do soil samples and, and you have to, you know, report in this book and, and it's interesting. And then they have to wait for the, you know, all sorts of the regulation. That, and then later on, like you, you reappear years later in okay. this 20 minute <laughs> VR experience and you're ready to, to blow up some um, ground, right? And this girl found a coffee mug at the beginning of the experience and she carried it with her and sat it down and did her work and then picked it up and pretended to sip throughout the whole experience. Even when they teleported her down to the ground where um, she worked in um, setting up the charge caps like electronically, she still had it down there. She was sipping cup and setting up the the cap. So that's just kind of some some I mean, it's it's pretty in-depth stuff. Uh, it sounds like designed to hold people's attention. I Abs- mean, absolutely. if you can take a cup and sip coffee and all that, I mean, yeah. it's pretty crazy. I mean, I had kids where I was at a school for a special classroom for careers for two whole days. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those kids came back to that class. Mm-hmm. And over the course of two days, I had kids that did five or six of these, Wow. which is too much for me. But um, that just tells you that they, they just loved it. I, had, I haven't had any kids say like, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, I mean, you've only done this for a year or two, maybe? Um, I've only done it since January. Since January. So how, how do you think that you can collect data from what you're doing now? So the kids you're showing this to now, following their career path to the end, is that something that, you know, you guys focus on doing? Or is it just, we show this, we show this stuff and then from there it kind of stops? Or is there, is there like something that the school is going to kind of come back to you someday and say, well, Johnny did your pipe fitting class, 
and now he owns a pipe fitting company. That 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 would be awesome. We don't have have that sure. piece. Um, we do have a lot of schools use this for their ICAP mm-hmm. individual career academic plan. So when I talked about earlier that they're required to do this work, students yeah. are, and, mm-hmm. and um, they'll use this as a tool. You know, oh, I did my exploration today. I yeah. researched um, sheet metal or worker or whatever mm-hmm. like that. And then that qualifies as like an artifact that they can use. I think, you know, in, in, any, in any tech or anything you do, it's crawl, walk, run. And yeah. obviously, you know me, I'm into the tech. I love the tech part of it and the data analysis and all of that. I, I, I leave that to other people. So I, I get where you're at. I mean, yeah. like, this, is, this is cool. Let's present this. And let's just see where we go. And the thing is, is in the end, you're still giving the student an idea of something that they maybe never thought of before. And that, and I think as a teacher, that's important, right? It's, uh, it's one of those things where... Um, you just you want you want to open their eyes to something new yeah. that they hadn't thought of, and, and maybe that's all that it takes. That's all it is. So. Yeah, it's like it's and this technology is magic. Um, what was I gonna say? <laughs> I, don't, I have all these things to say. All I, these things to say. I had, te- I had teachers growing up that you know pushed me towards tech, yeah. right? And and those are the teachers that changed my life. So you know, doing this and doing the hands-on thing is something you never thought of, and you might be changing these kids' lives, and so, that's awesome. So like I just remembered now. Um, this is many of the students. This is their first use of like real VR. Mm-hmm. They're used to the Google Cardboard, which oh, yeah. is mm-hmm. it's called three. It, it uses three degrees of freedom, where you you're just you're you're in there and you're looking at a, a still 360 image, and you can't exercise, you can't collaborate with teammates, you can't create, and um, that's what most of these kids know and teachers know and ad, administration know, um, and then they would have 360 videos you can watch too, very low resolution. Mm-hmm. And um, so this is most of the students that I run into have never used this technology before, and so I get to be their first introduction to it. Sure. And and I know a lot of them. Their first introduction, some of them, is a roller coaster ride. Yeah, yeah. I know some organizations that travel to different fairs and they do a roller coaster ride, which is like the worst experience. Like, the, the, because now it's got this stigma where VR gives you motion sickness. Oh, absolutely. I can't, um, I, I quit doing it after the roller coaster. Yep. I tried it, it was the worst. And I get and I get very sick if it's um, if it's any one of those types of apps, even mm-hmm. though it's like part of what I do. Um, but the apps that we use, um, like when you go and purchase an app from Meta, they have a rating where, you know, comfort rating, where it's mm-hmm. comfortable, moderate, or intense. And I will never bring a moderate or intense um, VR thing into a classroom. Well, think about it. I mean, think of your body trying to adjust to a roller coaster, right? If you're on a roller coaster, which I hate also, but, uh, <laughs> but you feel the wind, you hear the screams, you know, it's like you can turn around and look. It's, you can kind of get your plateau or, you know, your, your, your setting, right? Whereas when you're wearing the headset, you might be able to look around, but you don't feel the other parts of it right you don't feel the wind or the, hear the screaming or anything like that so you know I, I don't know if that's how a body works but i'm assuming it's part of it right that's why i don't get sick on a roller coaster yeah. but i get sick in the vr i know they have a name for it and it's not just vr sickness but, <laughs> um, and the other thing i could add with this vr since i guess this vr education day um is that uh, meta teamed up with unity and unity is <laughs> create software is Unity is software that's used to make lots of the video games that people play. Well, like um, um, that, um, the shoot, the big shooter game. I can't think of the name right now. For, for, Fortnite. Um, is, Unreal but, Engine is Fortnite. Unreal Engine. Okay. But sim- it's the same kind of tool. It sure. does the same same things. So Unity is teamed up with Meta, and they have this program called Create with VR, and you sign up for it, and they already have um, online modules for free that teachers can learn 
how to facilitate and have their kids, their own students, make virtual reality apps. And then they have the same um, program for students where they just go through and they learn how to make it. And then even cooler with this whole gig is that you can apply for a grant. And so you just basically you fill out, it looks like it's as simple as a Google form. And um, if, you, if you're teaching at the high school level, um, they'll send you the, um, the MetaQuest 2 apps you need. So the students have access to the hardware, mm-hmm. um, the additional hardware they need to make those apps. So that's something that Meta, I, I was awarded it through Prairie Lakes and then my evil plan was not just to spread it to one school, but to, <laughs> but to you know, hey, like give it to schools that haven't even played with this, te- this sure. technology. And so I'm handing out Quest 2 headsets like candy right now. Sure. To And that's a great way to get my foot in the door is I'm bringing something um, when I go visit a school, either I'm helping you, I'm introducing something new and I'm taking the workload off you or I'm giving you equipment mm-hmm. to borrow, you mm-hmm. know? It's another another way of making connections with schools and, and then learning what they're doing. Sure. So with the Unity engine, so I've seen like the Unreal where you, you've got the person in the the box and you kind of build the, the stuff around it. So how much, so there's the 3D part of it, but how much is, of it is coding? Is there a lot of coding involved? I and, was intimidated because I went for it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can, I can, I'm not a coder, mm-hmm. like elementary coding is not coding coding in the real world. Sure. You know, it's, it's a lot of fun. You, you learn some basic if then and loops, but it's no way like text-based coding. And I, I went ahead and went for it because which I typically do, I just go head in Perfect. head first and go for it. I love it. And then I found out that this whole thing, you can do this whole, um, training course and, you, and it's, it's, um, it's menus opening up and selecting menus, but there's hundreds of menus, mm-hmm. um, and you don't need any coding, which I was just floored. Sure. You can, if you had coding, then sure. you, you become a power user and can sure, do so sure. much more. But, but the software is so, um, intuitive, you know, professionals across the world have been dialing this in for Absolutely, years. So yeah. it's really, it's really user friendly, but well, you gotta, I, I'm saying user friendly that you don't have to know how to code to begin. But later on, you definitely could. Uh, I mean, you still need to know how to think logically and in, in your yeah. in methodically, just like you would writing a, writing a software, even if you're selecting the things from the menus. Yeah, there's uh, like no, you know, I, I think like Peter, um, I use Blender and there's nodes in there now to make geometry, which is, that could be a whole nother talk maybe another day. <laughs> Blender, Blender is magic and so is AI image generation. But um, yeah, there's so much complexity to it, even though I say you go to menus and you drag it. You click a button and select select this, but they're all interacting with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's all right. You open the door. Oh, what is uh, AI image generation? All right, so I'm not prepared to talk about this at length, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I know Dolly um, is pretty hot right now and it's free to use. And then Mid Journey, you can try out for free. What I'm seeing, like reading the Imagine FX magazine and uh, 3D World Magazine, they're like the industry magazines for digital creation, 2D and 3D, is that artists are actually bringing this into their workflow, their pipeline. Hmm. And, um, and if you think if you're a concept artist, your job is just to kick out something no one's ever seen before. Sure. And, um, and all of a sudden there's a tool that literally can do it in 50 seconds. That's what Midjourney does. <laughs> you, you, you can do it in Slack. That's how they have it set up. Really? And you type a prompt backslash imagine. And then you type in whatever you want after that, and it spits out um, a high detailed image, and it is wild. And, and, and with my background, you'll hear people naysay, like, 
how can it be good at art? You know, it's got to know composition and blah, blah, blah. I hear all these people cry on the internet. And I wonder, and I, and, and I hate people that do that because mm-hmm. I always wonder, like, did you, you actually know what you're talking about? Did you sure. try it? Sure. Because I've tried it and I've seen, you know, this AI is stealing ideas from millions. I don't know how, however it gets, you know, the, the <laughs> algorithm, however it works, it's stealing from humans. Right. So it's, t- it, it, in my opinion, it's like when um, AI beat us in chess. Sure. This is the next thing and it's already beaten us. Mm-hmm. And it's not in the headlines today because it's just, you know, there's a lot going on in the world, but sure. it has beaten us in art creation. And, and it's, 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 I don't even have words. I'm not, not so much a, po- a poetic. No, that's fine. Per, flowery, yeah. flowery vocabulary, but um, it can generate something, a, something to check out. Pictures. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll give you like four, a grid of four. Really? And it, you can type in like, okay, you can click a couple buttons and say, hey, I like that one. And can you do the um, four variations of that one? So you can actually, it's like simple, if you know the API and they mm-hmm. actually teach it to you, mm-hmm. you can actually be a power user. Mm-hmm. So this is a tool, it's not doing all the work for you. I mean, it basically is, but you can be a power user over it. And, and it's like, it's like Dolly is not, not my favorite one, but I needed, I created an icon. I, I just typed in, I said, I want a, a cat with VR goggles on. And I needed an icon for something. And you know what it did? It spit me out a cartoon cat, like mm-hmm. a simple icon with VR goggles, perfectly. That's, that's pretty awesome. And that graphic design, like that kills I'm people's you, job. It's, it's a job killer. It's the worst thing for me, even with the brew house, trying to make the, the logo and stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I found a bunch of like stuff that was pre-made and I put it on a blue background and just plopped it on. But to say, make me a logo with a microphone and a headset and something, and it comes up with something original just for me. Now, that's, that's awesome. Now here's where it's going. We got Siri and Alexa, or voice assistants. Mm-hmm. This, they want this. This is going to be a tool just like that. Mm-hmm. It's part of our phone. Wow. If you think of it, that's where it's heading, right? And it, and they already got. They're already working on ones that do 3D models. Yep. Um, this this is like totally. And I've been. I just so been into digital art. I love it. And all of a sudden, I'm like, holy, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, so check out Mid Journey. That's like the good one to start. Mid-Journey. And it'll look at examples out there and it'll, it'll melt your face. So it's interesting. Uh, you said that uh, um, the one first one you mentioned or mentioned a couple times was Dolly. Yeah. Dolly 2, I think it is now. So what's interesting is, is Dolly, if I remember right, was the first cloned sheep. Do you think that, do you think that's related to that at all? I just, this is off the cuff. I, I have, know. I have no idea. You uh, gotta, you gotta be like around 40 to know, know about that. There right? we are. <laughs> so I just, it's interesting, you know, you're taking these images, the high quality images and you're kind of cloning, you're making something from other, you're cloning. I don't know. I just thought of that as you were saying Dolly, like, is it related to the sheep at all? <laughs> I have no idea. Oh, uh, now that we're going off topic, I was, uh, I mentioned to John before our taping that, um, I'm interested in the sounds of the Bruja. Brujas, um, his podcast here, and um, I've listened and uh, and I've heard crickets, I've heard birds. <laughs> there was air conditioner. Um, so I've been thinking about creating my own podcast. The sound of sounds of your podcast. We, we talk about you know if they're real, actually real, or is it just at an ambience? Um, you know, and what's the latest one that's happened? So. Well, we we stayed down. I know we're off topic, but we stayed down one time at a sandals resort in Jamaica or something. And there was always sounds of birds, and in the night it was the crickets, you know, beautiful sounds. Yeah, and you didn't tell us that. So I'm like, why the hell is there, is there birds in there now? <laughs> so we actually figured out when we were down there that it's all pumped in. 
every one of every one of those sounds is pumped in at the at the oh, <laughs> down man. there at the sandals. It's, it's, they it's got a, speakers on every it's palm another, trees. It's another layer. <laughs> so all right, so keep so keep going here. Tell me tell me more. I want to know more about whatever you want to talk about. Oh man. Okay, so I was doing like research. So I got the slideshow that I show people. It's I'm proud of myself in seven slides long because who wants to do 50? But it's on VR and you know some about what I talked about today. And on one slide I talk about VR on the horizon. You know, like what's coming down the pipeline because I can't be, I shouldn't be a technology innovation consultant if I am doing what happened a year ago or two years ago. You know, I should know what's going on. And so like I was doing all sorts of like reading on Apple and um, it's really interesting nowadays where they have, um, oh, you know when they have to apply um, for a copyright. Yeah, right. Or, mm-hmm. You know, I can't think of that, what it's called. But um, but Apple, they, they all these corporations apply for stuff all the time. And you can read this whole, like, at this one webpage, all these companies that Apple has bought up. And um, what I've read is that they're going to release an AR, VR headset in 2023. I've heard this too, yeah. Yep. And it's going to be, like, think of it as an addition to your phone, mm-hmm. like an extra to your phone. Mm-hmm. And um, I was reading there, and it was super interesting. Like, they bought a company... That a sense a sensing company, where it has has to do with sensors, mm-hmm. and they had like a promo video. They bought this company, I think, in 2017, and um, it's stuff that MetaQuest already has in their headset. Um, we'll get a full circle here in a second, but to go back to the MetaQuest headset, it's not just VR. You can put the controllers down, and on some of the apps, it can sense your hands, okay. and you can do puzzles in the, in midair, That's like cool. like Minority Report. Yeah, right, it's, right. It's, it's already here. Now going back to what Apple, they bought a company that works with those sensors and they had a video to showcase what the future could look like in 2017. And they had someone running their TV with hand gestures. Mm -hmm. And what do you know, Meta has something very similar to that built into their AR, VR headset. So like, that's mind blowing. I can totally see it getting rid of um, remote controls. Remote controls, yeah. Yeah, Totally believable. I don't know if you watched the show Black Mirror at all. Uh-uh, I haven't but there's seen it. one called a million uh, merits or whatever, and you gotta like get a million merits, and you do it by exercising, and it's a like you're basically a mouse wheel. But all, all the TVs and everything, like a commercial will come on, and you just brush it away. Yeah, it's it's, it's the exact same thing. But yeah. they, that there, but yeah. So that's one thing. Um, and then another thing I saw on the Apple website, they're talking about the tech technology was um. You know, talked about contacts, and if you YouTube, there is contacts um, on YouTube, and it's Adam Savage is tested. Okay. Um, they 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 go and talk to the people that have already invented like these heads up over display contacts. Yeah, They're yeah. already there. Yeah. We already have them. But but what the future is going to bring is um, um, what would I say? Um, invisible computing is where they're going, where the computers are so small you can't even see the computer itself. Mm-hmm. So our um, and, and what also I read, and <laughs> I'm not a spokesperson for Apple, and, <laughs> and I don't believe everything on the internet, but, um, <laughs> you know, they, they're really more interested in AR. Sure. Which, yeah, that makes absolutely. a lot of sense, too. Like, so, so AR is like when the things, you're wearing a headset, or, or you're yeah. wearing glasses, or your phone, you're looking through your phone, and you're seeing something on your tabletop that's not actually there. Yeah, or just like pro- pro- things projected. You know, right. if you think of driving in a car and not having a dashboard anymore, and mm-hmm. your Google Maps is out there floating out on your hood of your car. Sure. You know, pointing, you know, things like that. So um, that's that's what I've read. That, that's what their main interest is, I guess. So from what you've seen here, I mean, who's going to be the real players in this game? So you got Meta, you got Apple. Um, PlayStation, um, 
they use some of the same technology. I don't, I don't, I just, I just think I follow them just because I'm interested to see the, what they're doing with hardware. Sure. Yeah. Um, their lenses are already outdated and they okay. haven't even released their, their PlayStation VR two yet. Okay. And I'm seeing the lenses that are coming out with the new meta headset in October mm-hmm. are the next lens technology mm-hmm. and Apple's going to have the next lens technology too. So, sure. so, um, PlayStation is not in the lead. Um, they're already falling behind Apple. Even though Apple hasn't even released anything, but what I read, <laughs> what, I, what I've read on the, the lenses that they're gonna use, sure. I'm guessing again. Um, I think, man, it'll be tough to see see where they're going. Uh, you know, I uh, back in the day, I had the original Google glasses. Yeah, and they were awesome. I mean, you had a heads-up display, like you had an email or a text, you could take a video by winking an eye. I mean, they were amazing, except for the fact they looked stupid. So. <laughs> Well, like, okay, so it's not going away. Right. Um, think of video games. Video, more, more money is made from video games than, you know, movies. Sure. Who would have ever thought that? Yeah, right, 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 right. And then video games, like, what's popular in video games? First-person shooters. Right. If, and I have to ask the audience here, have you ever played first-person shooter game in VR? It is ten times better really? than playing it with a controller in front of a flat screen. Hmm. So... For entertainment purposes, um, I mean, like being a Jedi in a Jedi movie with a lightsaber. Yeah, and I, awesome. I played. I mean, like, I'm, it's just mind blowing. Um, our, our media is going to change for sure. Um, I'm pretty sure of it. It's wow. that immersiveness. I never would have thought of that. You know, I I think a metaverse and all that is like. Like, uh, what's that game on Nintendo Wii? Everybody hangs out, whatever. SimCity or? No, no, no. Animal no. Crossing? The Animal Crossing, there you go, you know. But but no, I mean, like, real Mortal Kombat, but in VR. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, that's pretty cool. Like you said, exercise, all that kind of stuff. Esports it hasn't hit big yet, but we have, you know, esports that are being played across, you know, the country mm-hmm. where schools are competing against other schools in games like Smash Brothers and Mario Kart and first-person shooters, too, but... Probably a year or two before. It'll probably be another year, and they'll be playing first-person shooters, esports. I was at a school today. With VR. I was at a school today at a meeting, and the room had a glass wall, and that room across had a glass wall, and there was a TV, a flat, flat-screen TV mounted on the wall with LED lights pulsing behind it, and in the corner there were two kids. I don't know what game they were playing. It was some shooter game, and I'm like, am I at a school right now? Spiritly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're doing they're and they're actually doing a middle school program. I don't know where they're at with it, but sure. this isn't just high school. Yeah, um, and man, that's a whole other episode. Cause I mean, I, that's that's crazy stuff. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's it's valuable. Yeah, I, I will. I remember going there and seeing one of the students that um, I used to have when I taught at Spirit Lake, um, and now he's the president of the esports club, and he has important things to do. Sure, there's responsibilities that go with that, mm-hmm. and there's different careers that are associated with esports. You know, you need social media people. Oh, yeah. You need people I mean, that can mine the mine the data of the games. There's all sorts of metadata that sure. these games are complex now. Oh, absolutely. Well, even coders to build the games. Yeah. Like you're interested in the game. Well, I want to build one. So yeah. Sorry. What else you want to talk about? Oh my God. Give me some more. Feed us out here. Still want to go. Keep going. <laughs> um, man, I don't. I don't even. I don't even know. Just the. I guess. I mean, I might be recapping here just that. That's fine. I mean, as much as you want to talk about it, I'm, I'm here to listen to you because you know, we don't get together very often. Yeah. And so I'm always interested in what you're working on because you're always working on cool stuff. And uh, I wish that, I wish that you know, so I could spend, I spend a lot of time at hardware for servers and 
like working on Chromebooks and stuff like that. So I like to I like to hear. I'm not a gamer. Like that stuff doesn't interest me very much. But I'm interested to see how they're using that the gamification of things like pipe fitting, like in in a, in a way that is actually beneficial. Or like, not that youth sports aren't beneficial, but it, it, in a way that can teach. And so I'm, I'm interested in that. Yeah, I'm glad you said going back to the pipe fitter thing. Yeah. Um, they in Canada they have had some companies they use this as a hiring tool, really? which is mind blowing. If you think about it, they have they, you can actually print out the scripts. Mm -hmm. um, and the tasks and everything that are happening in the module and a person can have a paper copy of it mm -hmm. with a pen and they can check off and make notes on what's happening, what they're observing. Mm -hmm. So you got a person that's applying for a job as, um, uh, and I think it seemed like it seemed to be the mining corporation because sure. they were like three or four that had to do with mining, mm -hmm. like first digging it up and then pro taking it and processing it. Mm -hmm. There was a lot to do with that. So I'm sure they had a company up there that was using it. Sure. And um, this is actually, this whole project was funded by the government of Canada. Really? Like, not the whole project, but some of this was. Okay. Okay. Um, but anyway, so, like, if you can imagine, you see someone in here, and they're like, how are they behaving? Are, are they being a good listener? Mm -hmm. go, you know, go, going back to that, do you want to hire this? This person's not paying attention. Right. Um, you know, are, are they asking for help? Yeah. Are they calling their boss back? Mm -hmm. You know, do they have a bad attitude? Are they just frustrated and, and stressing out? Mm-hmm. And um, so not just like a tool to expose kids to to um, VR and or career, but also to um, assess well, as an, how they handle as a human being, like with problem solving in a stressful situation. As an, as an employer myself, um, you know, we get maybe two hour long sessions with someone before we agree to hire them. And the sessions, you know, we ask technical questions and things like that. And maybe you're book smart, but you're not street smart, you know. And so you understand motherboard, RAM, whatever, network cards. This is the actual opportunity to say, how do you work under pressure? Yeah. Right? Like, I have to get this working. Uh, we, we did a we did an exercise at our office the other day where we were taking firewall rules. We were taking rules out of an Ethernet switch and moving it into a firewall. Oh, that's not important, except for the fact that when you're moving the stuff from the switch to the firewall, the network's down. So the person that was actually doing the work, we're screaming at him, you know, as a, as a pretending that we're teachers saying that we can't do our job. Why is the internet down? You know, we're putting them under, under stress. To... Do you send them a bunch of emails so their phone vibrates? <laughs> oh, no, the phone's ringing. The phone's ringing because their, their, their computer doesn't work. So, you know, like putting them in a stressful situation like that where you can actually see how they work under pressure. I mean, it's valuable. Absolutely. As, yeah. a, as an employer, I could see that. Yeah, absolutely. What else was I going to say about that? I'm just like, I'm just a lot of career VR. Yeah. Um, yeah. What else you got for me? Anything? Man, I think I, I think that, I think that's all I have at the moment. Okay. Well, um, and there's, and there's a lot, there's a lot there. Hey, if you do get a quest too, cause popular mechanics says this is the best VR. This is my commercial and they don't, they don't pay me <laughs> popular mechanics even agrees with me that quest 2 right now is the best vr headset if you get it though you got to pay that extra money to get that elite strap to make it like comfortable because sure. you don't want to get it where it's not comfortable so there's a little upcharge but hold on because in october they'll come out with okay project so, cambria another headset next so, month so you've mentioned this so you've mentioned made a, so it's made a quest is that the way it is like yeah. tell me what are the what are the vendors like right now that sell these headsets that like so, you made it, so so Quest is actually made a Quest, right? Oh uh, yeah. And then 
you know, there's obviously the ones that you can strap the Android phones in that probably aren't very valuable. No, and then and then I gotta tell schools, watch out because they have these education supply catalogs. Okay. And you can buy like a for five thousand dollars, you can buy this VR headset and your elementary students can use, right? Mm -hmm. And um, watch out because that's that's three degrees of freedom. It's just like sure. Google Cardboard. Sure. You got the and I've seen people still selling bad stuff like they got Nintendo 64 graphics mm. and um, I mean there's nothing wrong I do love Goldeneye and like <laughs> I mean there's been some epic games right yeah, absolutely. but these are different kids are different now right. like they're not they expect more yeah they expect and I now that I've played some awesome stuff and seen some good graphics I expect yeah, more yeah you expect more <laughs> yeah I, I'm a kid big kid now um, so like that's one of the things is yeah stay away from those class kits that are five six thousand dollars so what's uh, what's what's so I, I don't I'm I sure I gotta think I can't even think of the other ones there was another one but what's there, the so the meta quest which is obviously the one you're you, you recommend so maybe yeah. it doesn't even make it make sense to talk about anything else let's just throw no, everything away it, it doesn't if, if at, that's, this, at this moment if that's the best one that's the best so yeah. I, I assume schools get a discount but what what is the general cost of something like a meta quest well they were three hundred dollars mm -hmm. which is pretty good I mean, because we, it, it's we, their competition was selling their headsets for like twelve hundred well what's a six months back I mean, what's a ps5 cost they're expensive oh my god <laughs> right crazy and they just went up again right yeah so um well, Meta, they went up in price like um, August. They went up to 400 because they're having supply. You know, they're yeah, having sure, tech sure. challenges to getting the, the tech, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's still for 400 it's still pretty good. I would just pause for another month and see what comes out because they're coming out with a higher-end model. And um, that higher-end model, they already said it's going to be more expensive. Sure. I, I just, I'm curious to see. So, but it's, I mean, it's not going to replace the Quest 2 that's, sure. that's out right now. You can, it's going to like... You know, you can still play the same games on both. You're the, just going to get higher resolution is what the, I'm hearing. The, so the processing mostly happens on the computer? Like, the, the, you have a GPU in the computer that's kind of doing the processing? It's like an Android-type okay. computer. And, yeah, you can play it standalone. You can get Wi-Fi and download the the game onto your Also, oh, you don't here. actually need the computer no, you to don't. play the game. But, but having, like, a high-performance computer unlocks, like, other libraries. So you can play... Oh. You have larger libraries, and then you know you can do other things with it. So, like with a school, it's not like, hey, get this um, Quest Two, so you can play the Quest Two apps. No, like my my hustle is okay. If you get this, this also, you should already have a high performance computer in your school. Of course, yeah. You sure. know, like um, maybe your school's lucky to have an esports program. Mm -hmm. Just use those machines. Sure. So the kids can create their own VR, and then also use those headsets to access. Other libraries for VR when, when, too. So for when VR. you when you want to pick out say a new application, um, do you do it with the headset on or do you use the machine? Use like, the, how's the store work? I guess. Um, for how I'm doing it, you can use an iPad or a phone. Okay. And you know, so on your phone, your credit card information, you can't buy them directly in the headset. Okay. Which is good because you don't want to <laughs> hand it over to a student. Here you go. So you know it's it's like you know it's I, it comes from my iPhone on the, in the MetaQuest app. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Anything else, John? Are we are we going for the record here? I don't know. Maybe. Well, I want to make sure. And like I say, we don't get a lot I, of time. I hope I hope I get to come back. Well, of course. I, I feel a little pressure. Like, okay, what else do you got? Because I'm not going <laughs> to see you for a long time now. <laughs> well, I want to thank you for coming on with me. Yeah. I've had fun talking about stuff that I don't understand at all. But I'm going to check out Dolly for sure because I want to know. Mid journey. Mid journey. Mid journey is the best. I just want to check out Dolly to see if there's anything to do with the sheep. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, I want to thank you again for coming on, sitting down and talking to me. And um, I wish you well to keep going on and, and helping the kids. I think it's a great, you, what you do is great. So And thank you for inviting me. This, uh, this is an honor, an honor to have John invite me. Like seriously. <laughs> thank you. I, I appreciate it. All right. Well, this has been The Brew House. Have a good Monday. <laughs>